0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. I'm joined by a special guest, Angela Brown. She's from SavvyCleaner.com. She has a podcast and a YouTube show called Ask a House Cleaner. Welcome to the show, Angela.
1: Well, thank you so much, Chris, for having me on your show. I'm super excited to get to spend a little bit of time with you because I'm a huge fan of Lifter LMS, and it's because of LMS I was able to create a learning library. So thank you, mass respect. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, awesome. And and you know helping we help education entrepreneurs, people who are in the business of transforming the lives of others and getting results and building a business in the process. And you you're moving. You're doing it. You're you're um you've got a YouTube show, you've got your book on Amazon, you're building this training library and um you're just on a mission. You're on a like when I look at the progress you've made over the years, you're you're making a tear through the uh through the world, and you're super focused on a tight niche of people, these people who want to start, grow, and scale a house cleaning business, Um, what's it like helping other entrepreneurs?
1: Well, that's a great question, and I'm, I'm still learning how to help them because what I'm doing right now is different from everything I've ever done. Um, as I'm moving into the online space, I'm relearning everything. All the training I've ever done has been in a hotel room in front of a whole bunch of people where you rent a space and you have a, a PowerPoint presentation. And <laughs> To move online and to help people on a different scale, it's a very different type of process that requires a whole different set of skills. So it's, it's been a huge learning curve for me to learn how do people respond online. And I only expected that if I set up a customer service line that they were only going to respond through the customer service line. I had no idea they were going to be sending me IMs and phone calls and texts and all these different avenues that social media has provided for us. And so even just in customer service, I've had to backtrack and say, wait a second, we've got customer service requests coming in from 12, 13 different avenues how do we staff and prepare for all of that? It's just the the online world is a whole new space for me.
0: I was talking to the uh, CEO of WP Engine. Well, he's he, the founder. He's no, not the CEO right now, but he um, he said a long time ago we were having a conversation. He said the internet is a really big place, and uh, it sounds like a simple statement, but when you the internet is massive and the ways people can communicate and the ways people personalize their experience on the internet is really profound. It's not like you're saying just like a room in a convention center where everything's a controlled environment. I think that's a, that's really interesting. And like in your story, you're an expert house cleaner, business owner yourself, right? Like what was the evolution from, um, You being a house cleaner to building a house cleaner business to helping other people build these businesses. How was that expert journey for you from practitioner to teacher, coach, expert?
1: Well, that's a trick question because I was never going to be a teacher. I just was okay. only going to ever be a house cleaner. That was just that was kind of the end goal. <laughs> <And> I, guess, <laughs> yeah. I guess that's as far as I could see at that point of my life. Um, I, I started as a waiter in, in a restaurant, and there was another waitress that worked during the day as a house cleaner, and she needed some extra help and asked me if I would like to come join her. I lasted all of one day. I realized after working with her that our work ethics were not the same, and she was charging a lot of money for you know, to go for her house cleaning. I I made 150 bucks in the one day I worked with her and we were being paid $2.13 an hour at the restaurant plus tips. So you have to get really good at making tips if you're going to survive. And I said, wait a second, I should be a house cleaner. And I grew up in a large family. I'm one of 19 kids. And so we had very strict house cleaning behaviors and rules and jobs and chores and stuff at home just to keep a balance and organization at home. So when I moved away from home, six of my seven sisters have all had house cleaning businesses. So this is something that I knew growing up I wasn't scared of house cleaning, but I did not have any business background on how to run a cleaning business. So I had to go to the local community college and take business and management and how to work with employees and how to hire people and all those things. So as I started my business, I decided the house cleaning will be a business. And I think there's a really big distinction between having a hobby and having a business because hobbies cost you money and businesses make you money. And so for me, it was always ever going to be a business. So as I jumped into it as a business, there are certain behaviors and disciplines that you have to have if you're going to run a business. And so as I started running this business and creating systems that fell in place, there were... Well, you know word picks up they say cream rises to the top and in this particular avenue we did really well within a couple of months I'd hired a bunch of people. We were growing really fast across the city and everyone was following the systems We had created so other companies other cleaning companies from other parts of the country started saying What are you doing? I hear that you're doing something fantastic Can we fly you in and have you train our people? And at the time, I wasn't a trainer either. I'd never done public speaking. I'd never been in front of audiences. I'd never showed them other than my teams. So I was like, well, if they're willing to pay me to show them what we're doing here, we're scrappy, we're, you know, making it up as we go. But here, you know, we'll show you what we have. Over the next 25 years, I've perfected that, that training process. And I've now trained in 31 countries across the globe. And so it's been a huge experience for me. I've been able to see the world. They paid for my flights. They paid for my hotels. I mean, it was awesome. And then um, in the process of that, still running a house cleaning business. And then in the summer of 2015, we had a troubled teenager that came to live with us. And she was a relative of a family member that we could not save. And so... With sadness in our hearts, we kind of felt like this was a second chance. And this young lady was just destructive and violent and suicidal and assaulted clients and employees. And she stole things and you couldn't leave her alone because she would, you know, try to kill herself on, on while you're fixing dinner. It's just violent things. I, I couldn't leave her alone. So now I'd had this really successful career that I, I kind of thought that was it for me. It's like, hooray, I have arrived. And I think the misnomer is you've never arrived. You're never you're never actually there And so there I was middle-aged woman. We've got a troubled teenager living with us I've got this big business that requires still a lot of my time What am I going to do? And so I had to make a conscious decision in that moment. I've got to reinvent myself And it's a really frightening place to be when you have no internet skills and you have no social media skills And in your all of your podcasts you talk about the five hats. I had exactly zero hats I'm gonna start something. I got zero hats like Chris help me out. What do I do next? And so I listened to all of your podcasts and I went on YouTube and I'm like, how do I create a YouTube show? And I I didn't want to do YouTube. I created this amazing little library. I, I joined up with Lifter LMS. I followed all of your rules and I made this really awesome little training program that was all text. I was so proud of myself. And then We did beta tests and people are like, text, text, we don't read, we want videos. I'm like, I don't do videos. And I, I I didn't have any WordPress skills. All of this runs on a WordPress backdrop. I didn't even know that you could adjust the size of pictures. So all my pictures I was uploading were thumbnail size and I was trying to create a learning management course around thumbnail size pictures. And this is back in the days when it was JPEG. So they were compressed and they were super small and now they look horrible, right? Everything switched to 4K screens and PNGs that stretch. And I I had no idea. And so what happened is I I have to ask myself this question. There's somebody on YouTube that's going to teach me this one skill. It's going to take 10 minutes. I can fight myself and never, never learn it. Or I can spend the 10 minutes and in 10 minutes, I know how to do it. And so I buckled down every single day. And I said, let me learn these skills. Because once you learn those skills, they build on top of each other. And once you build on top of each other, you cannot unlearn those skills. So I created my first learning management system online back at the beginning of 2016. I joined, I looked at all the different options available, and Lifter LMS made the most sense to me because it was the most user-friendly, and you seemed like a really nice guy. (laughs) (laughs) I hate to say that, but you're a really great teacher. You made me, you tricked me, you made me feel like I could do this. And I was like, well, he said that I can, so maybe I can. I mean, you don't know what you don't know. And I had no idea what kind of a commitment it was. But at the time, because I didn't have any of the five hats, what I didn't realize was this. It was like committing to run a marathon when you've never run before. And not just committing to run the marathon, but committing to win the marathon. So as you start, you have to learn all the skills that surround it. So when I jumped into the learning management system, I had to learn video, I had to learn audio, I had to learn graphic design, I had to learn ad copy. I'd never marketed something like this before. When you market house cleaning, it's a very decided outcome. You come in and you clean their house and they look at it, they go, wow, that looks amazing. Boom, you get the money. But now you're selling an intangible online and that's a whole different set of skills. I didn't have any marketing skills for selling online courses. I didn't have a following. I didn't even have a Facebook group. So I went and I created a Facebook group and I started with the five hats. I'm like, well, I'll just knock these out one at a time because Chris makes it sound easy. <laughs> well, you lied. It's not easy. It's a whole lot of work.
0: <laughs> well, that's that's real talk right here. And if this is happens to be your first episode, the five hats are you have to be an expert, a teacher, a community builder, a technologist, and an entrepreneur. And I think you, you always had the expert hat. like you have to have that to start. So you were an expert house cleaner, like subject matter expert. And there's there's things that experts go through wearing that hat to um, to evolve and build these kinds of online training programs. And I have a question for you. One of the things I recognize is a quality we share is that you have an incredible work ethic. Where does that come from?
1: Uh, I hate to say this because it's more simple than the answer you're probably looking for, it comes from my age.
0: Okay. I don't
1: have another 20 years to screw around. I really don't. Mm-hmm. And in house cleaning, I, I hate to say this, but I, I didn't specialize in money management. You don't know what you don't know, and I didn't know money management. I grew up in a big family, and we weren't poor. I think poor is a state of mind, but we were broke, and broke is a temporary situation. And so when I moved out into the real world, I was still broke. And I took those behaviors with me because I didn't ever have any money. So I didn't know how to manage it. I didn't know how to invest. I didn't know how to save it. I didn't have anything for retirement. And when you run a house cleaning company, you are your own entrepreneur. And nobody says, oh, now it's time for your 401k. I didn't know. And so when I reinvented myself in the middle of 2015, I realized, wait a second, I'm on the fast track to retirement. And I, I got nothing. I, I'm, I'm not prepared for this. And so I, I don't have time to screw around. I have to make this work. And I didn't know what that looked like. But for me, I said, I'm going to commit to making one show every day. I'm going to make a YouTube video and a podcast every single day. And I had no idea what that meant. And I, I'm glad I didn't, because if I knew how much work it was going to be, I would never have done it. On the other end of it, now that I've gone through that learning curve, one of the hardest things I've ever done, would I do it again? Absolutely in a heartbeat. Because of where it's positioned me, where it's put me the the content that it's given me for my learning library, the trial and error that I went through to learn all of those skills it was going through that process every single day that taught me the skills to come back to the learning library and say, guess what guys get out of the wake because we are coming through
0: That's awesome what is the there's another quality you have which is being a lifelong learner and a commitment to continuous improvement where does that come from for you is it like, is it fun? Is it, um, you, you love challenges? Like, what is, where, where does that drive to just continuously learn, improve, and level up come from?
1: Well, thank you so much for saying that. You give me far too much credit. Okay. I do not love challenges. I love the eating <laughs> route just like everyone else. <laughs> okay. But um, I, I have to realize this. When I jumped into this space, I made a commitment And the commitment is I've got to reinvent myself and my business for the rest of my future so that I have money coming in on a regular basis. And it's going to require a set of skills I don't have. And so I'm smart enough. I can outsource a whole bunch of things, but I'm not smart enough to even know what I'm asking for. So when I go to ask someone, how do you help me with SEO? For example, I don't even know what that looks like. I don't, I don't even know the right words to use. When I was making YouTube videos, I did not know, for example, like I'm searching on Google, how do I fix a shaky camera? Well, the actual term is called warped image stabilization, but I didn't know that. I'd never taken a class. And so then there's going to be a 10-year-old on YouTube that's going to teach me how to fix warped image stabilization, right? (laughs) Right. And I have to come back to this. I don't know it now, but in 10 minutes, I will know the answer and I will never forget it because I can't unlearn something I already learned. So am I going to spend the time right now? And the answer is yes. I hate it because I'm, I'm in a need to know learning curve. And so every day there are things that pop up and I'm like, I want to know that. I don't have time today. I don't need to know it today. And I put it on a, it's like a, a grocery list mm-hmm. of things I want to learn. I remember when I was going to learn Camtasia, um, I I wanted to learn it. I want to be able to click things on my screen and have it record my screen, but I didn't need it today. Today, I can actually take a picture of it and make a little arrow go to it. And I know how to do that today. That will be my my fix. Then I woke up one day and I was like, It would be so much easier if I knew that today. So then that's the day I registered, I bought the software, and I sat down in front of 35 YouTube tutorials, and I learned every element of it. And now, in the back of my head, I have a whole new piece of software that if I get in a pinch, I'm like, let me just show you. And in 30 seconds, a minute and a half, I can pop out a little video that shows you exactly how to do it. And so if you are going to create a learning management system or a learning course or a membership site or any of the things that Lift or LMS is so keen on as far as promoting yourself for the future, my suggestion is this. I'm a house cleaner, I'm a middle-aged house cleaner that is self-taught via YouTube and podcasts and stuff like that. If, if I can do it, oh my goodness, anybody can do it. Okay. I'm not I'm not the best learner in the world. But my suggestion is this: if you're going to create something, don't create a crappy course that's gonna have 35 people come through it and then poof, it's gone and you never you never get anything else out of it. Create an ongoing membership site where you funnel new and interesting information in there and create a culture where people keep coming back over and over and over again. Because if, if you just give somebody something once, it's like, did you teach them to fish or did you feed them fish for the day? Teach them to fish and bring them in and then create a group of fishermen and all of you are working on this together. And so learn the skills because the skills are not going away. When I grew up, the survival skills were reading and writing. (laughs) Now it's video editing and image editing. You have to know those skills. And as much as I would like to pretend you don't, you're a fool if you think otherwise. The internet is not going away and everyone is switching to video. Everyone is switching to online learning. People are not going to hotel rooms anymore and they're not renting out space for a weekend and pulling all their people off the main line and taking that money away from the revenue and having to rebook clients so that they can learn about house cleaning. They're not doing that anymore. They're going online. What courses can I take on my free time or on my phone or my tablet that's available on the internet? And so if you have something to teach, uh, you got to get there already because if you don't, your competitors will.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. That's a, man, this is like a goldmine of information here of like the skills you need to develop. What, what, it when you like somebody on the street is like, what is your business? The, the savvy cleaner, what, what's, how, what's the elevator pitch? What do you say for your training platform?
1: We're a membership site that helps house cleaners create and grow their own cleaning businesses.
0: How do you get, um, customers? Like, how do you get, how do you do marketing? You know, it's and really you?
1: it's a fun yeah. question because um I'm still learning that right now. As I started learning the five hats, and I, I love I love your whole breakdown of them mm-hmm. because I, I was I, I had zero of them. I was no good at any of them. But if you make a commitment to them, you can learn them as you go. And so as I launched my first evolution of my membership site, I launched it with a really low even pitch that wasn't, I've never paid for a dime in advertising. I've never paid to boost a post on Facebook. I've never, I've never even had Facebook lives. I mean, I've been really low key about my process, but what I did is I wanted to create a culture where I would pull people in. And I believe that there's pull marketing and there's push marketing. The push marketing is where you pay a lot of money in like keywords and AdWords and you boost posts and you do sponsored ads on Facebook and all of that stuff. And I love that that is available to people because as long as you're paying the money, you get the results. But if you stop paying the money, you also stop getting the results. And so for me, it was an organic approach. I wanted to learn organic SEO. And I wanted to learn to create a culture where we were pulling people in where they felt like they were they wanted to be a part of what we're doing. And then just the next natural conversation is, by the way, we're creating a membership site. We would love to, get, to have you guys come and join us. And so we relaunched our course at the beginning of 2020, and I have to say it took me four years. I hate that it took me that long, but it took me four years to actually learn all of the skills that I needed in order to do group coaching and to have ongoing courses. We have 68 courses that we've completed over the last four years, and now as I'm releasing them one by one on a drip system, what's really interesting is I'm going back saying, oh my goodness, this actually needs to be rewritten. We are so much better than that now. Our skills have gotten better. Our videos have gotten better. Even our ad copy has gotten better. The way we explain things has gotten better. And that only comes with jumping in the trenches and doing it every single day. If you think you're going to create a membership site or a course and you're going to wing it, throw something together, okay, that's great. I love, I love people's ambitions to do that, but it's, there's, no, there's no longevity in that. And then it's going to drift away after a while, and then you'll be embarrassed of the course as your skills get better. And then you just have to reinvent it and start all over again. But if it's a growth in process, you've brought along with you the the culture that you've created. And so we, we've screwed up. Like we, I don't know, it's a weird thing. Like we upgraded to PHP 7.3 or something, and some of our plugins fell out of whack. And people yeah. are like, oh, everything's not working. And I'm like, I know, right? I'm going through it too. This is awful. How do we fix it? And so we're going through it as a group, and then we figure out how to fix it, and then we all move on. It's, you are going to screw up, and that's part of the process. There are things that will fall apart, but if you, if you make a commitment to it, it you know I, I don't know that I answered your question other than it's just been a really low-key sales process so far. And as we've grown, everything we've done has just kind of grown slowly, and I'm really grateful for that. Because as we've made the mistakes, as we figured out what's wrong, as people have canceled, why did they cancel? What's wrong? How can we fix it so that as we release it on a mass scale? And I don't know. One day we may do all the Facebook ads and all that stuff, but then we will have all those bugs and kinks worked out. I'm still, I'm still learning this stuff.
0: Uh, that's awesome. Four years to overnight success or whatever. That's. I love. <laughs> it's uh. It takes a while. It's not. Uh, I'm thinking about erasing the word easy from the marketing or whatever. <laughs> but um.
1: It, it is. It is easy. Yeah. It is easy, but what's challenging is if you don't have the skills, and I didn't have the skills, you have to make a commitment to the skills that are going to get you there. And so for me, again, this is, this is going to last me through the rest of my, I, I, I totally see myself doing this for the rest of my life. And the cool thing is I can do it behind a computer, right? I don't have to be out physically cleaning houses at 65, 75 years old. If I can learn this right now, this is a huge investment in my future. And with the software that you have created, the plugin, all the stuff that you provide, all the integrations, I was with Infusionsoft and had no idea how to make it work. And you came on one day and you said, guys, we've got this thing called ConvertKit. I was like, oh, that looks like so much easier than what I'm doing. And it works with Lifter LMS. Let's go to ConvertKit. And with a lot of the things that you've recommended, you swi- you, know, you you know, recommended or switched one day to Astra, I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. Let me switch. Now we're using Elementor. I'm like, oh, that makes it beautiful. Yes, I like this. And so all the integrations and everything that you've pulled together have made it possible that it's, it's, it's easy enough that I can do this. And I love that because i'm so I'm so clunky, even just getting on a call with you. I have to have somebody come in my office and they're like, "Click here, click here," and then don't touch anything <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's awesome well i wanna um i wanna touch on YouTube. How many videos do you have on YouTube approximately?
1: Well, we're working we're in editing right now eight hundred and seven, so we've released about eight hundred so far.
0: that is amazing, and the thing I love about that is. Uh, you have a tight niche, like there's a very specific type of person that you serve. So uh, that's that's great. And your videos are very like, here's one topic that we're going to help you today about X. Um, just tell us more about your YouTube strategy. Like how do you approach YouTube as a non-technical? You weren't necessarily a YouTube power user uh, like, how do you approach YouTube? Because it's the second largest search engine in the world, and I think it's a really smart marketing choice to invest there.
1: Well, thanks for saying that. My YouTube strategy was not a YouTube strategy at all. I wasn't going to do video. I swore off video. It's not for me. <laughs> but it's a very quick way to get your your market, get your message to the market. And so I was at a conference in Miami, Florida, and I was Supposed to be in charge of and managing Logan Paul. He's a big youtuber had at the time about 17 million subscribers And so I asked him hey, i'm kind of thinking about making a youtube show and I was kind of making excuses for myself I'm, i'm a middle-aged woman. I had braces on my teeth. I'm clunky in front of the camera Like I shouldn't really do this, right? He's like, why don't you have a show already? And I was like, uh, uh, and I was just making excuses. He's like, go home and start right now. Like start tonight. You go home and you, you put something up tonight. And he's like, if I ever see you again, I want you to give me a link to your YouTube show and I will subscribe. I was like, oh, okay. And he said, you're not going to fail in front of 17 million people. You're going to fail in front of your mother, your brother, and your one best friend. And as you grow a following, those people will love and support you, and they will come along through the clunkiness. And when you get to the point that you have 17 million subscribers, you will have mastered the art of YouTube. And I'm like, that actually makes a lot of sense. So I went home. As I was leaving the conference, I walked through the expo. It was like a trade show. I walked through the expo, and they had these booths. And behind the booth was this stretch fabric trade show display that was very similar to the thing that's behind me. And I stopped and I just froze and I was like, that's my backdrop because I'm not smart enough to do green screen. I didn't even know, I didn't even know how that was going to work. And I didn't have a great big fancy whiteboard like the one that you have that has all the notes and all that stuff on it. I'm oh. like, what am I going to do? And then I saw this stretch fabric thing and I'm like, if a picture says a thousand words and I put a picture on a stretch fabric display, what does that look like? And because I'd never had a YouTube show and I'd never had a podcast, I decided I was going to do them in tandem. The YouTube show is literally my podcast in front of a camera. And it's a talking head show. In the end, I would like to have guests and I would like to have, you know, where I show you that I'm cleaning and all this stuff. But just to get started, I had to start with where I was and with what I had and with what I could afford. And the show wasn't making a lot of money at the time. So I had to start on a micro budget. And so the micro budget for me, it was ponying up money I didn't have for the backdrop that I have. And then I'm not fancy enough to know about, you know, hair glamour and fancy nails and cool clothes and all the stuff that you see on YouTube shows. For me, I'm just a house cleaner. So I'll show up with a bun in my hair and my house cleaning clothes. That's, that's what we're talking about is house cleaning. And the picture behind me is just residential cleaning supplies. These are not commercial supplies. You don't see the little yellow, do not step here, you know, caution when wet signs. This is not commercial. This is residential cleaning. That's the picture I chose. So what am I going to talk about? Well, um, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to answer one question. You have a house cleaning question. I have an answer and I'm not the expert. I'm not, I don't have to have the answer. I just have to know where to go to find the answer. So I never promised you I was the expert. I only promised you I would help you find the answer. So every day we answered one question and it got really great because then I could batch my shows recording one hour a week instead of recording all the shows, you know, one day at a time. Now the cool part about it was and my strategy was instead of creating a one one hour show because I know lots of podcasts are one hour I would break mine up into eight or seven eight minute segments because that way I could produce one show every single day and I had seven different chances for search engine optimization. Now a minute ago you said that YouTube is the second largest search engine on the planet but it is also owned by Google who is number one. So it only made sense to me that if I learned search engine optimization, and it took me 39 days to learn it, but once you learn it, you can't unlearn it. And so then you start doing things in your videos, like the very first words out of my mouth are the keywords that I'm ranking for for the day. And so I have to figure out an organic way to make that sound like a sentence. (laughs) But I have seven chances now for search engine optimization in a week. And here's the key. If I have a one-hour show and you don't like it, you may drop off and I never hear from you again but if I have a short show and you don't like it today, you might still come back tomorrow. So I had more chances of winning people back on a short show than I did if I had a really long show. Besides who wants to hear me talk for an hour, right? So this was a really great way to get started and it was small enough that it wasn't overwhelming to me. And I think when you create a YouTube strategy, you have to start where you are with what you have and it has to be something you can commit to. And I think that's the key. When I started my YouTube show, I did not have the skills to create a YouTube show every day. My, my schedule was full from morning until night. And then to add in another few hours a day where I'm going to record a show and I'm going to edit a show and I'm going to do the search engine optimization and I'm going to add in affiliate links and I'm going to upload it. All these things take a lot of time. But when you make that commitment every single day, what happens is you start saying no to other things in your life. And so if you're going to be successful for everything you say yes to, you have to say no to other things. So all the things that were not my top priority started dropping off my list as I started laser focusing in on my strategy. And then what happened is as I started laser focusing my strategy, all the other elements started falling in place. When you create a YouTube show every single day, you cannot help but learn audio editing and you cannot help but learn video lighting and video uh, camera elements. And then you can start adding in B-roll and then you can start adding in photography and different things that will help you tell a better story and my goal was every day that we produce a show i want to get better than yesterday's show I, I, okay so we're, we're awful in the beginning in my early shows they are so awful they are just rotten but every day we got a little bit better and every day we're still getting better stuff that i see two months ago i'm like is that the best we can do because we're so much better now you know
0: that's awesome do you know uh approximately how many subscribers you have
1: uh 61,000 at last last glance
0: that's amazing like do you have a sense for how many like in business they call it the TAM the total addressable market how many like house cleaner business owners are there out there do you know do you have any idea on the no, statistics
1: no no and i've i've sat in on several corporate meetings at the highest level of the cleaning industry and it's it's kind of this nebulous number and for this reason there are a lot of moms and pops that have started their own cleaning business that have never registered a business license we yeah. don't even know who they are they're working out of i don't want to say the trunk of their car in a disrespectful way but literally they drive their car to a house and they have a few accounts and they're not they don't have business cards they're not they did not register their business name they haven't trademarked their name trademarked a logo they don't have a website we we, we just don't know who they are so i have i honestly have no idea so if you find out please let me know.
0: <laughs> well, I just I th- I just find it fascinating because the it's you have a very focused niche but if you think about it it's a massive niche. I mean it's a big business in every town in the world or just about I guess. I mean it's, There there are
1: 74 and a half million households uh, at last report in America alone, just America. Yeah. And every house needs to be cleaned whether the homeowner cleans them themselves or whether they hire a professional house cleaner. And then The trick to that is there are many homes that are now airbnbs Where the kids have moved away from home and the parents are renting out those rooms to guests that are traveling through town So instead of them cleaning their house every other week from a professional house cleaner They're turning their properties two and three times a week as people are coming and staying at their homes So there's lots of house cleaning out there and I I don't think I was prepared for the scope of house cleaning When I when I got involved in this, I, I didn't know what the scope was either but you're right; it's a very untapped market for the space that we're in.
0: Let's talk about another place people go to to get answers to problems or their questions or to find opportunities, and that's Amazon. You wrote a book. Can you tell us the story of why you wrote a book? And I, I think I, I saw like 200 some reviews on it or something like that. I mean, how did the book come into existence?
1: Uh, I, I hate to say this live in front of other people it's going to sound it's going to come off the wrong way and i don't intend it to be this way i wrote the book to buy back my time as i started the learning library that requires a significant amount of time in order to learn the five hats and i didn't have the skills for the five hats but i had the skill for the book
0: so (coughs) would you say that writing a book is easier than making a membership site
1: oh way easier yeah just go write a book that's that's (laughs) (laughs) okay
0: okay
1: but the, the writing of the book, what it did is it was, it was designed to be free. It was only ever designed to be free, but it was also, it had 12 lead magnets in it. So okay. download the free worksheets or download the free flyers or whatever. And when you download those, you then go into my database so that I can start building an online community where I brought you from Amazon to my own little ecosystem, where then we could have conversations and we could go from there. So it was only ever designed to be a free book. If you pay for the hard copy book or the paperback book, it's about $10. And so, as a passive revenue stream, on on average today, it makes us about $250 a month. So, we're not getting rich off of it, but you can still get it for free. And you can read it on any device free of charge with the Kindle app. So, yay. But the purpose of that was this. When I got started in the online space, I was bombarded with people going, Oh, you've moved online. Yay. Can you give me some coaching and consulting? And again, if I'm selling coaching and consulting, that takes away from the time that I was going to create my membership site and I was going to learn the five hats. And so to buy back my time, I wrote the book. It's free. Go read the book. It answers lots and lots of your questions. And then when you come back, my, my consulting fee is not cheap. It is not cheap. But when you come back, you're not starting from ground zero. You're starting from way up here. Let's come in and troubleshoot what you've tried that didn't work, and we will just tweak those few things. And instead of you hiring me for an ongoing program, then you can just hire me for a couple of hours, and we can do some blind spot sessions. And so that was the whole thinking behind the book, is that I could give it to people for free, like, here you go, yay, here are the answers, but not have to stop and answer each of those questions individually. That was my strategy behind that.
0: Oh, wow, That's awesome. and what has been your approach to you know starting out with this idea that you're going to build this asset that can help you retire that that is uh infinitely scalable not limited to a conference room um what what was the um I'm trying to think about the best way to ask it what was the what was the the transition from solo operator to having people help you or a team or whatever like how did you how did you approach doing everything by yourself to getting some help?
1: Um, so my, my answer there is just desperation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: As I, as I started a show, and it's a daily show, um, I, I edited. What was the first hire? Well, I, I edited the first 180 shows by myself.
0: Out of 800, yeah. Out of 800, the first yeah.
1: 180. And so what I did is I, I had to figure it out because I was teaching myself. I was teaching myself the Adobe Suite, the Adobe Audition, Adobe Premiere. I was teaching myself WordPress. I was teaching myself Lifter LMS. I was teaching myself Facebook. There are a whole bunch of things that I, I can't turn around and outsource it until I know what I'm asking, what I'm expecting, how do I know I'm getting the results that I want, and how can I, how can I verify it? So I hate to say this, but for the people that think they're just going to jump in and create a course and then like it's going to run itself, it is so much further from the truth. Because you're creating a business and again, this is not a hobby. It's a business and for me, it's a business This I'm this was designed from day one to make money in order to make money in scale I am NOT the best person to be doing all the tasks. I know that so immediately as soon as I learn something How did I learn it? Are there any of these elements? I don't need that I can erase and move off the plate if these are the narrowed down elements that we need in order to move forward how quickly can I document the process How quickly can I train, meaning now I make a little Camtasia video like click here, click here, click here, add this, put this here, make a little training video. Now anyone that I hire, including a remote person, even someone off Fiverr can watch my video and go, oh, that's the process. And now they can help me with the whatever it is. And so as the show started making money and we monetize the show now 14 different ways. And so as we monetize the show and money has started coming in, I get really excited I'm like, we just made an extra $5,000 this month. That means I can hire two more people. And I just get really excited because I have a whole list of tasks that I'm outsourcing. And I'm not the best person for a lot of this stuff. Like the other day, I, I was making some graphics. And I realized, why am I doing the graphics? There are so many graphic designers out there that are so much more skilled than I am that this is not the best use of my time. And I immediately switched to gears and I went through my database of the graphic designers that I know I need this done right now. Who's available? Who's available? And three or four people shot back and said, I'm available right now. I'm like, great, here's a pack of 20 images I need from you. I need a pack of 20 images from you. Here's a pack of 20 images. I need them by Sunday night at 6 p.m. Boom. And it's, it's great when you're able to do that because now I know what I'm asking for. I know what I'm looking for because we have a specific series of criteria. They know what I'm looking for. And we all work off of Google Keep. Um, I just discovered Google Keep, but it's basically a long checklist where it can go from person to person to person. And in our YouTube show, we have a series of different things from the time somebody books a show to the time that we've done our last SEO and it goes live. And so somebody might work on 15 of those elements. They check them off. It goes to the next person in the line. They check them off. And I can jump in anytime, anywhere from any device, and I can see exactly where we are in the process. Then when we're done, we're like, booyah, we archive it and we go to the next thing. But you can have multiple shows going on at a time somewhere in production. And so your question was, what was the process? The process was, it started with desperation. It started with recognizing that I needed to outsource. It started with the goal of how quickly can I outsource? And what of these projects that I'm doing, can I get off my plate once I understand them well enough to help someone else through the process of hiring them and then checking it off and saying, that's exactly what I'm looking for. But the 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 more you narrow it down and the more precise you are about your expectations. I hired somebody off of Fiverr and he works for me in Brazil. It took him exactly one show to get it right. And there was one tweak we made to that show. And then I was like, wow, this is brilliant. How easy was that? And the goal is I like to work smart, not hard. And so if I have to go through all the trouble of doing 180 shows to learn it myself so that I can document it and I can systematize it and I can create that to move it on down its way, it's worth the time that I'm going to spend right there in the beginning to to take the time to document the process because then I don't ever have to do it again.
0: Wow. That is really cool. Um, i like what you're saying around and i think it's really smart and this is sort of what's evolved for me as well is before i try to outsource something i need to whether it's like wordpress or graphic design or whatever i've found it helpful to get in the weeds myself and at least and do it even if i have the resources to outsource so that i can better communicate and understand the profession of the person i'm outsourcing with because if you don't have that if you haven't at least tried SEO or you haven't tried WordPress or you haven't tried to design a banner image for something or make a video or edit a video, it's it's a lot more challenging to communicate effectively and outsource effectively. So,
1: I, I, I completely agree with you. And yeah. one note on that, there are so many times that at the last minute, somebody will call me up and say, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. There's been a family emergency. I can't finish my project. And I'm like, well... I wish that didn't happen you know I'm so sorry for your family member that's awful we're on a deadline and so I got to jump in and I got to pick up right where they left off and the cool thing is this when you have the systems in place and this is even with our video editing somebody can leave as much as one marker in the middle of the place where they left off and they can walk away from the project, one of our other editors can come in and sit down and look at what's going on and go, I know exactly where to pick up. They know exactly the process to pick up exactly where that person left off and finish. All of our files, all of our system, they're they're all systematized. All of our files are in one place. They're all named the same thing. Everything that happens, happens in a very strategic order. So that if somebody does cut out in the middle and there's a tragedy or something, which believe it or not, we hire humans, it's going to happen. Yeah. But even if I have to jump in myself, I know exactly even with one marker how to pick up and finish the show without any other instructions from that person. So yeah, get in the weeds. You got to get in the weeds. You got to learn it. You got to learn it. There's no other way around it. I like to to pretend that's not the case, but you got to you got to learn your business.
0: How did you develop We were talking about we talked about design briefly, but how did you develop like your brand? Or is there if what's been your approach like For example, like if you're listening on this podcast, uh, there's a YouTube version on the Your LMS YouTube channel, which you can check out. But behind you is a um, a fabric with household cleaning products on it. You're like, you're very much on brand. And I think you, I think I may have noticed this, but correct me if I'm wrong, is you you have, you wear the same uniform basically when you work uh, or like it's consistent. And uh, I, I do wear
1: the same clothes every day for many, 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 many years. They 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 make a joke about me. They say, Oh, look, Angela's in disguise. Her hair is down and she has a different color top on. <laughs> <laughs> I have a very easy disguise. I just, yeah.
0: Why is that? Or how like, well, I, there's two questions. Like I, I do similar things. Like I have just patterns so that I don't have to free up any mental processing to focus on the creative or the problem solving I have to do. But what that's two questions. They're different questions, but they're related. How did you develop your brand, and then what? Why do you stay so consistent?
1: Um, good questions. Um, so first and foremost, I had to determine who is my audience, and my audience are. It starts at fifth grade education, and the reason for that is we have a lot of house cleaners that are coming in from other parts of the world, and English is not their first language, and so everything that we do has to um, base. <coughs> excuse me, at fifth grade education. We have seven different filters that we run everything through that brings everything to fifth grade education. And I'm counting on the fact that there are a lot of people, even if they're trying to understand English, it's going to be tough. And so for me, a big part of my brand was let's use pictures to illustrate what we're talking about. And so everything that we have, you can have these beautiful, classy, muted pictures, or you can have bright, happy colors that are like right in your face. So I'm really trying to get your attention. I really want you to understand this concept. So I choose bright, flashy, happy colors. And everything that we do, all of our branding are bright, happy colors that are like right in your face. And that is also the backdrop behind me. I also wear a turquoise shirt every single day. And that is part of my brand. The branding was for a couple of reasons. This is a uniform I've been wearing for 25 years as a professional house cleaner. And so it's, it's my go-to outfit. You mentioned earlier about having a particular go-to series of clothing where it removes that decision fatigue. Decision fatigue is a very real thing. If you get up every single day and you're reinventing your day and your life every single day, how exhausting is that? By the time you get to the serious stuff for business, you're gone. You already spent all your decisions for the day. <laughs> and so for me, everything in my life is a system. From the time I get up in the morning, my workout, the clothes that I wear, the shower that I take, the way I brush my teeth, I take my vitamins in the morning. I pack my husband's lunch. There's a series of things that happens every single day. And the good news is this, when you're feeling bad or you're having a bad day or your biorhythms are out of whack or whatever, if you follow the systems, you still end up with the same results. And so even though there are days I woke up and I'm like, I'll just roll over and pull the covers back over my head. I don't feel like doing YouTube today. Okay. Well, the reality is uh, you're going to do YouTube anyway, because it's a system. And that's the process because once you follow the system, you end up with the same results. It's like all these years that I went to clean houses. Yeah, there were times that I showed up and I had cramps and I had a migraine headache. But Guess what? You follow the system. You do the exact same cleaning every single time and they get the exact same results, which then leads to referrals and recommendations and consistency and long-term customers and all those things. So if you have systems in place, it's not, it's not cute and it's not glamorous. And I promise the outfit that I'm wearing is not going to win me any fashion awards. I get that but it also says house cleaning. So when I stand up in front of my house cleaning backdrop and I look like a house cleaner, it's more credible than if I'm wearing my Sunday clothes. Because if I'm wearing my Sunday clothes, you're going to go, yeah, I don't see her as a house cleaner, right? But then when I switch gears and I'm showing you B-roll footage and there I am scrubbing the bathtub, I'm wearing the exact same clothes. And you're like, oh, it's true. She's really cleaning. Wow. Hark. Look at that. So it's a consistent brand that's, that's scalable. So if you're doing big videos or little videos, or you're doing product reviews or whatever, it lends to, this is these are actual actually workable clothes. And so it, it was just a very common sense decision. And I think every decision that you make in your business, and this is where it comes back to, it takes me four years to get to the point I am in my learning library right now. Every decision that you make is a conscious decision. And what is the strategy behind it? And is it scalable? Is this going to last for the duration? Is this something you can do for the next five years? Because if you have a really great plan, like for me, the really great hair and the fancy clothes and like different color fingernails every day, that's not scalable for me. Where do I go with that? Am I gonna, am I gonna have a different outfit every day? Am I gonna wear the same clothes over and over again? Like how does that work? It's easier, let me just wear one outfit and then if people see it on YouTube, because YouTube is a huge place. There are thousands of videos that are uploaded every minute of the day. And so if I'm wearing the same clothes, people are just going to go, oh yeah, oh, I've seen that before. And it creates a consistency in the brand. Even in the thumbnails, they're like, oh yeah, 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 that's another one of Angela's shows. And so it's not, again, it's not cute. I'm not winning any awards for being cute, but it is very consistent. And that's, people know then what to expect when they land on that channel or they land in our learning library or they land in our Facebook. It's that consistency that goes all the way across your brand.
0: I love that. And i I like what you said too. I think a lot of people don't think about the language we use and experts, there's something called the expert's curse where we start using overly technical jargon or some people call it technobabble and if somebody's a beginner or maybe English isn't their first language or whatever, you're just missing you're going over people's heads or you're um you're just missing an opportunity to communicate more effectively. So I I love that you brought that point up as part of your. Well, it
1: it is a challenge. It is a challenge because sometimes when you read a lot, you end up picking up words that float out of your mouth uh, Mm -hmm. without your permission, and so I might say the word "inculcate," and my editors are like, "You did not just say that on camera. Have to cut (laughs) it out because it doesn't translate into other languages." And so even the closed captioning won't be able to translate it into other languages. You can't use words like "prolific." It doesn't translate. And so we have, we have a joke and it's a running joke in our offices where anytime someone says any word that doesn't translate, everyone's like, doesn't translate. And then we all crack up and we laugh about it. We're like, ah, I shouldn't say that. And so even in a video now, if I catch myself saying one of those words, I'll stop and I'll say, which means, and then I got to bring it back down to the very simplest form. Don't do that. Or that's bad. Or that hurts or something like that. So that it, it explains what it was I was trying to say. So we don't have to cut it out and stop and all those things.
0: That's awesome. And um, I'm just curious. So, Lifter is like five and a half years old. Do you happen to remember how you found it or heard about the Lifter LMS software, or the community, or some of the other content we put out? Do you remember how you discovered it? Was it just?
1: Yes. There? I have a brother that was creating a learning management system, and it was up from a competitor. And he told me it was the best thing since sliced bread. And he said, if you can find one better, please let me know. So I went out and I researched the one that he had and it was really expensive and it was complicated and it didn't it wasn't very intuitive and it wasn't my language. It it didn't seem it, it didn't seem like a good fit for me. And I, I loved the fact that what he was doing was online and I could see that there was a future in creating a learning membership site online. But I I I wasn't I wasn't connecting so I went on a mission to research and to find out what was the best for me And in all of my research I stumbled on lifter LMS And like I said, you were a a really nice guy and you told stories in a way that I could understand them And then you made videos that I could watch and you're like click here click here I'm like, okay, and I literally would set up two computers side by side And so you're on one screen and then I hit pause. Let me do that over here I would go over here and I would do this. Okay. What did Chris say do this? Okay. I'm doing it over here Okay. All right. He said, do this. I'm doing this. And then I was able to walk through. And at the end, I had a learning management system set up. And like I said, there were a lot of WordPress things that I didn't know. And there were a lot of graphic design things that I didn't know. But as, as my journey has evolved, so has Lifter LMS. The sure. LMS is better now than it has ever been. And it's so user friendly and it's so intuitive. And right now I have to confess that I'm copying your help section in my own version. You have this, this help section where if I have a question, how do I do this? I go to the help section and it's broken down by categories. If you're working on a sidebar, here are all the questions you have about the sidebar, here are all the fixes. And so I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. I should do that in my, my learning management system where when people have a question about cleaning, there's a little section, there's a little picture I click on it. And then it gives me all the answers about that one thing. It's brilliant the way it's set up. And again, it's very user-friendly and it's intuitive. And so when you talk about simplifying everything down, your program was the most simple program that I could find. And because I didn't have any online skills, you made me think I could do it. And so my husband was asking the other day, you've been working on this for four years. Why are you still, why are you still at this? And I'm like, That's a great question because many people would have given up before now, but the reality is this. I had to figure out a way to create something that would last as long as my business. So for me, it was never just going to be a course. It was going to be a membership site. And I remember even in the beginning, you know, setting up the WooCommerce plugins and stuff before Lifter LMS had its own membership portal. And I was trying to connect all the dots and figure out how it all worked and all that stuff. Because I wanted people to come back month after month after month. That's where the recurring revenue comes. But in order to do that, you have to have a wealth of information. And you have to have a culture where people want to be a part of it. Because if they just come and they grab your information, download everything, and then they're gone, there's no incentive for them to come back. And so along with my learning management system, I also had to learn how to do group coaching. And so we release one course. We have two membership sites on our Lifter LMS. And so we have one for employees and one for employers, and they're all for the cleaning business. So if you have a new hire, they go over here. And if you are the boss, you go over here. And the one that has the, if you're the boss, you also get this training program as part of the thing. So you get to see what they're learning, but then we also cover a bunch of stuff that they don't get to see. And we've created a Facebook group for the the business owners where we can discuss and troubleshoot some of the things that are happening over here. And so in order to do that we have group coaching on the in-between weeks where we release a course group coaching We release a course group coaching And the reason we're doing that is because we're answering the questions Then that come up as people are trying and going through the program. I tried this It didn't work or I had a question about this. That's what we answer on the group coaching And so now it's not just here take a course It's come be part of our ecosystem because we really believe in your success and we're we're dedicated to making that happen for you and when you are a part of that, we put together a calendar of courses where we have our entire year at a glance of all the courses and when they're going to be released and all the group coaching and when it's going to be released so that people that well, I'm not sure, I'm kind of on the fence, our best sales pitch is just go and check it out and see if it's right for you because we're not holding anybody hostage. If You don't want to be part of what we're doing. Don't, don't be part of it. You know, And if at any time you want to leave, it's now super easy to just close your account. So we've, we've made it difficult for people to want to close their account, but easy to do so. And so if they want to close their account, they just click on a button. Do you want to pause your account and maybe come back later? Or do you want to erase everything you've ever worked for? Uh, well, I'll just pause it. Okay, great. Well, now you're still on our mailing list. We can still market to you. And every time we say, hey, this happened in our group coaching. Hey, this new course was just released. Hopefully it inspires you to come back because this is not a tough sale. We don't want anyone in our program that doesn't want to be there. We don't. We don't want your money. It's bad money if if it's not helping you.
0: Wow, that's that's amazing. The uh, I like what you said. You kind of went over it, but just to highlight it, you mentioned you were looking at uh, Lifter LMS's website, and we're a software company in the way we do our knowledge base. And I think course creators and membership site builders can learn a lot by studying what software companies do, simply for the fact that because they're technology companies. And they've had software as kind of an infinitely scalable global business. You can learn a lot just by studying this other industry. You know, I <laughs> study all kinds of other industries that have nothing to do with software because I learn from them. <laughs> and uh, I thought that was cool to, to see like how software companies organize their customer support documents and how, how you might leverage that. Um,
1: Well, thank you for putting it together because like I say, I've learned everything I've learned, I've learned from you. And so uh, what is Chris up to now? Oh, oh, that's so cool. We should do that. (laughs) Not knowing even how we're going to implement it or how it works. But I get really excited. I go to the website and this little thing pops up in the right-hand corner like, hey, we're not here right now, but we'd love to answer your questions if you have one. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. I need one of those. You need so a yeah, lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm so, I've learned so much from you and I'm, I'm so honored that you keep jumping in and you keep teaching us and you keep coming back with new updates and new skills and new stuff. Because yeah. of you, we are, we are where we are. So thank you
0: well I, you're you're very welcome it's as and um yeah, it's my pleasure to serve and I just love seeing people like yourself who have put in the work skilled up and are really you know sending out this positive impact, helping people build businesses and and figure out uh you know putting food on the table for their families and stuff like that my last my last question for you is around like what you know if, from four years ago to today, like what result have you achieved with lifter besides having like the membership site, but like what, what's the, what, how's your life different now? Both Um, like externally, internally. it,
1: It informed everything that we're doing because the, the learning management was the goal. That was the goal. None of the other stuff that we've done was the goal. The five hats were not the goal, but the goal was to create a membership site that would then, support us for the rest of our lives. That was that was going to be the end goal. And I, I will be so honest as to say the money was the goal. I wanted to earn money from it. It's a business decision. This was not a hobby. I wanted to make sure that this would pay my retirement for the rest of my life. So in order to do that, I have to learn how do I how do I get members in? How do I keep members in? How do I make it important that members feel like it's so valuable they want to tell and share it with their friends? There are a whole bunch of elements that surround that. And I I had no idea what any of it meant. But you can't sell a membership course when you have no audience. So once I started creating it and I realized we have no audience, we got to go create an audience. And so by creating the audience, we could bring people in and say, hey, will you give us some feedback? We're doing some beta tests. So there were a lot of people that came through our courses for free to try to figure out what we're doing. And they're like, this is horrible. And I was like, oh, ouch, that hurts, but thanks for the honest feedback. Then we would go back and we would we would rework it and try it again. And so it was really helpful to have some people behind the scenes that would help us grow that information. And in the process of doing that, we weren't going to have a YouTube show. But how are we going to get out this message if we don't use YouTube and podcasts in the way that you spread your message in an organic reach sort of way? And that's how you were spreading your message. So if Chris is doing it, hey, we must do it as well, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so... Every step along the way, we've really followed your lead and how, you, how do you grow and build the, the network that then comes and becomes part of your culture. And so every step along the way, and I've been an early adopter to Lifter LMS, even though we didn't have the course up and running as successfully as it could have been. But I wasn't ready for it. And in, in all fairness, I was not ready for it. I, I, I hated my online experience because I was lacking so many of the skills. And the more skills I learned, the more my confidence grew. Until I woke up one day and I'm like, oh, this is such the next natural step. I now have the skills to pull this off with finesse. Let's do this already. And even though we still have some glitches, and there will still be glitches as we move forward, but even as we have glitches now, we're documenting them, we're fixing them, we're reframing them, we're putting them up in our help section so that we are, we are never in this place again. And so it has informed every decision that we've made by having that learning management course early on. If you're thinking about doing a learning management program, uh, an online course, or an online membership, I would say the very first step along your journey is to sign up with LMS and to make sure that you have all of your integrations in place and that you start practicing because it's not going to be perfect. Excuse me, It's like my early YouTube shows, super clunky, super embarrassing. But the good news is the more you learn, The more information you have i'm tapping into a lot of those videos now because they were answers to one question each and as those questions come up in a course i can pull that video in and that becomes an organic part of our learning library even though it was free over here we may only just cut half of it out and we're using a piece of it over here but that was that that is the foundation on which you build everything else so if you just get started and you jump in and you start playing around with it, because it's going to be overwhelming to you, first and foremost, because you've never done it before. It's like learning to drive a car. You white knuckle it at first because, you know, do I put my foot on the gas or the brake or I'm going to switch lanes? Do I look behind me this way? Do I look behind me this way or both ways? Or... And then there comes a time where you just get in the car and you just drive and you're like, how'd I get here? Right? It's familiar to you. So jump in and get familiar with the software because every day I learn new tricks inside Lifter LMS. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. And there, there are things I've made mistakes on that now I'm going back and I'm redoing because I thought it would be super cool just because there's a feature where you can have like a prerequisite. I thought it would be super cool to have like every lesson have a prerequisite. And then as I added other lessons, I forgot to turn that off and then it would like make them go wackadoodle on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so all the features are not necessary for all the lessons, but the more you get comfortable with it and the more familiar you become, the more you become a master of that craft. And if having a membership site and if having a learning management program is in your future, you got to jump in already and do it. And this is the easiest thing by far, still to this day, that I've ever seen. It's the most intuitive. It's the most user-friendly. This is my Google as far as the search engines go. That's, that's the u- most user-friendly search engine. This is the most user-friendly program as far as learning management goes. And I'm, I've converted my brother to it. I'm like, hey, whatever you were using, <laughs> oh, uh. <laughs> this is better.
0: Well, Angela... I want to thank you for coming on the show and sharing your story It's super inspiring. And it's, it's really a pleasure for me to just hear more of the details of your journey. And, um, it's, this has been a really excellent show. And I think the big message for you that's watching or listening right now is being okay with being a work in progress and committing to just putting one foot in front of the other, uh, being a lifelong learner modeling like watch what other people who are do, even if they're not in your industry and that looks to be like it's working and start modeling that. These are all the qualities and doing the long game. like you you said that this has been a four year process to hear. When you when you get all that firing, um, that is a recipe to really increase your odds of success. Angela Brown's at the savvycleaner.com so savvycleaner.com. Her podcast and YouTube show is Ask a House Cleaner. Go check that out. Uh, model what she's up to. I mean, you're, you're an amazing case study and uh, an education entrepreneur, you know, going from idea to doing the work and and putting it out there. So, yeah, thank you so much for being a part of the Lifter LMS mess story and sharing your journey with us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me on. And thank you so much for being my coach, my mentor, and my teacher, because everything I learned, I learned from you.
0: And that's a wrap for this episode of LMS Cast. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I hope you enjoyed the show. This show was brought to you by Lifter LMS, the number one tool for creating, selling, and protecting engaging online courses to help you get more revenue, freedom, and impact in your life. Head on over to lifterlms.com and get the best gear for your course creator journey let's build the most engaging results getting courses on the internet.